0: The following is a presentation of the Retro Network.
1: Warning. Sequel Chat is a movie lover's podcast featuring discussions of the latest cinematic sequels in theaters now. These weekend of release reviews are spoiler-filled and highly flammable, so please use caution when listening. You have been warned. now in the oh wait this is not the end game this is beyond end game we are now in the multiverse no nay the multi-pod of madness here with a little sequel chat and with me tonight I am Jeremy I have my co-host Adam and Colton with me hey, howdy <laughs>
0: hey I hope things don't get a little out of hand tonight you're supposed to say that with a more sinister
2: voice. <laughs> maybe try a more threatening voice. No, wait. Wrong universe.
1: Not that right. Wrong universe. This is the Podluminati. So uh, let's dive in here because we've got a little backlog that we, we need to build up to tonight's main dish. So we've got a couple appetizers we need to discuss here. So let's dive back in the MCU Phase 4 to Loki and let's jump to the finale because if you've seen Loki you've you it is its own wild ride across a lot of different things but the finale focuses on Loki and Sylvie and PS if you're listening to us you know that the spoilers will come hot and heavy they are highly flammable in this universe So, Loki and Sylvie wind up at the end of time, before He Who Remains. Great name, by the way. And He Who Remains is laying out how things came to be the way they are, why there is a sacred timeline, and what the results will be if they branch off. And it is a great explanation of the multiverse and how, basically, Kang always winds up on top.
0: It's a great explanation, so much so that I have forgotten everything about that scene. He was just talking <laughs> and talking and talking, and I was just like, "Wow, okay." All, all, all,
2: all opinions welcome, but I kind of, I really dug that scene. Like Jonathan Majors is a world class actor, and when I later found out how much fun those three actors had filming that scene, I totally believed them because it looked like it was fun to film. Uh, he brought so much presence to that. And yes, I understand he's technically a variant of Kang the Conqueror, but he's, you know what I mean? He's not he's not totally Kang's personality. He's, he is his own guy, fun-loving, a little bit on the cold side because of the decisions he's had to make. But he did a good job, I thought, of explaining why he made those decisions. And he, and I loved the basic threat he made was, if you think I'm bad, if you get rid of me, you're going to see worse. There are worse versions of me. And they're gonna. Yeah, come I out. did. I did like
0: the whole concept of you know again like you're saying there to explain that yes there are multiple versions of the same person and sometimes they collaborate sometimes they work together and then sometimes they work against each other like that that premise I do recall from that scene but you know Loki to me it's interesting in retrospect is a bit of a blur. Like, it kind of felt like it overstayed its welcome a little bit. Like, it was just a little too long, uh, which I may be saying about another series that we discuss a little bit down the line. Okay, okay. Uh, With just six episodes? Yeah, even that. It it just felt like it dragged a little bit for me. Uh, Like, where there there were episodes where stuff just kind of like, okay, this is, you know, an entire episode about a world being destroyed and it's just being stretched out and stretched out. You know, like, so... Uh, the only like you know exciting episode for me of Loki was the episode with all the Lokies, you know, <laughs> and Kid Loki and his box of ex- ecto cooler, you know, like that got me excited. <laughs> of course, but the but the rest of the series, yeah really almost did feel like just a setup for you need to understand what a multiverse is because there's a big movie
1: coming well there's a lot of movies coming that that's that's all tie into it Mm -hmm. and yes the a lot of the disney plus series do have some sort of there's usually one filler episode and it usually Mm -hmm. winds up being episode five or the one right before the finale and and we can we can discuss that another night as to whether or not they should trim that back or tell them to up their budget per episode to eliminate a standalone episode and actually lengthen out the other episodes to like make them worth more people's while, i guess Mm -hmm. yeah so loki set it up kang uh he who remains had his own air of menacing because he was the last kang standing of the previous multiversal war which is why they have the TVA and the Sacred Timeline. Mm -hmm. Like he was the last one standing of the Kangs. So he brought his own gravitas and air of menacing to that situation. And I can definitely see where the, the conflict would be. And Loki spelled this out very clearly that it's the devil's gambit here whether or not he's lying to save his own skin or he's not we won't know until we're beyond this point
0: Right. And And, and to Colton's point earlier, just about the strength of the actor, he does all that without putting on his deep and sinister voice, you know, like it's all like almost like free and fun loving because he's just uh he's seen it all. He's done it all. So to him, it's just like, look, this is just what it is. This is just how the, you know, the multiverse exists. And so, yeah, he was just kind of like all these things are inevitable or, you know, just just go with
1: me on this guy's. Which was an interesting way to approach it, and he does all of that without any physicality. Like he mm-hmm. is a physically imposing person as an actor, but he does it all sitting sitting in a chair with frilly outfits and everything yes. on, and just, just you took the words right out of my mouth, laughing he, it he up. He was
2: able to he was able to simply let his words and his demeanor do the talking without even having to stand up and physically throw his weight around. Yeah, and that that that's you can't teach that, you know, and There's
1: and so good. there. Were, there was even a point where, where He Who Remains gets to when, when he's giving the, the discussion. Like, he m- makes it clear that, oh, we are off book at this point. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. So he's seen it all, done it all, until we've surpassed the threshold. And you can hear the thunder cracking outside of the citadel there as the multiverse is branching and beginning to collide with itself on on the various branches as it intertwines and it's really just he's improving that at that point mm-hmm. all while Sylvie and Loki are dueling it out trying to decide whether they're going to kill him or not even though Sylvie's mind is made up she's killing him yeah. which is why they pushed beyond the threshold that was where things were that's where they were going to go
2: and anybody else have feelings about the fact that you know Loki and his female counterpart had you know a thing (laughs) because that left me speechless
0: all I I ever felt about it was there are so many people that marry someone that looks exactly like them that date people (laughs) they just look like they could be brother and sister they love looking in a mirror they're in love with themselves so to
2: me I didn't find that strange at all (laughs) reminds me of that celebrity jeopardy skit i guess old (laughs) married couples do start to look alike (laughs) but uh yeah uh, i mean that
1: that, that. wasn't that always a part of loki that he was kind of a a narcissist yes
2: yes that was that was next on the list similitude yeah that that has got to be narcissism in its most purest form to go and basically find the opposite gender version of yourself Right. And I'm just wondering, where do they go from there? Because if I recall correctly, she basically kind of took off. He went after her. And he's it looks like he has clearly landed in another timeline where Mobius doesn't know him. The TVA has a very different set of statues set up that look eerily like Kang. They and are. And then we're left, with the, we're left with that cliffhanger. You, you know what I mean. Because you know how the whole he who remains didn't give a, an actual name beyond he who remains. That, yeah. that, that's why I, I ran with the ambiguity. But... And then, of course, in the middle of the credits, we're told Loki season two, which I'm told the leadership is in flux on that one. Um, And so it's just making me wonder, do you guys have any predictions for what you think season two could carry?
0: Well, I I was I got to say, I was just super surprised to see in the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, the TVA. You know what I'm saying? Like that that is a part of that story. Like I, I, I was kind of saying, Oh, okay, so is that the launching point? So Thor Love, and Thunder comes out and then season two follows in the wake of that?
1: Yeah, I think that's why that they they have that one tentatively scheduled for what, next year? Because yeah, there's all of these movies have varying consequences upon the next the next mm-hmm. thing. And thankfully we're not like the Star Wars franchise where they were handing off the reins of the franchise to whichever director and saying, okay, you do your thing, and then when you're done, the next guy will do his thing, but we have no over... Well, no you say over- that,
0: but I think as we get deeper into our discussion, I don't... I feel like this idea of the multiverse is maybe not as cohesive as we're being led to believe. Uh, potentially. The idea that there is any effect of... Oh, it happens in this movie and then it affects over here. It kind of seems like that's selective and doesn't quite work that way.
1: I, I think it, it'll be less and less, except I do believe that they are building to an actual Secret Wars story. So I've been hearing
2: for the longest time.
1: Which is why they've built into the multiverse and branching out. Yeah, I, I've been hearing
2: that for just the longest time, and I'm crossing my fingers because. As a '90s kid watching the Secret Wars episodes on Spider-Man animated series, that 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 good times. And what I'm holding out for is because for years people were like, I think we have the elements that we could actually have an Infinity War. And and they were when it comes to announcements and things being official, that story it was. That concept was in the same place that we are now. Things are looking like they could be towards a secret war. they could be. And then finally, October 2014 comes around and Kevin Feige makes that big slate announcement of movies from October 2014 all the way through, what was it? November of 2019, I I believe. Of course, Infinity War, part one and part two, as it was announced at the time. Part of me is holding out for that, that, yeah, it's not official. Yeah, it's just kind of looking that way, but maybe if the fans are pushing hard enough and they truly do have a plan that they're working on, uh, yeah, I'm holding out for that. A Secret Wars, I would I would just, I would be all about that.
1: Well, Marvel has the one thing Star Wars doesn't. They have a Kevin Feige who is <laughs> leading the story from the head. And in, yes, the directors and story writers do get their freedom within their realm, To write their story. But it's all got to come back through Kevin. And if it jives with what else is going on in the multiverse. Cool. Do it. Which is why Taika Waititi can do basically whatever he wants. In in the Thor movies.
2: Can I give you a really good analogy? To go along with what you just said. The MCU... In a manner of speaking, is almost like one big episodic TV show, and yeah, different episodes are acro- scattered across the universe or across a world, and so they may not be in a perfect sequential order, if you get my meaning. But it's like a TV show, and like any t- good TV show, it needs a showrunner. And movies don't typically have a showrunner because they're movies, you know? Right, right. And Kevin Feige is like the showrunner, the showrunner for. Let's take a show, like I, I, I forgive me, I, I don't really watch the CW shows. But each one of those shows has a showrunner, and they make sure that the narrative stays cohesive. And yeah, they bring on the talent, but they make sure the talent have their creative freedom while still matching a singular vision. And that's what's working for Marvel. And I don't want to name names over at Lucasfilm, but, you know, they're not there yet.
1: No, Kathleen Kennedy is not there.
2: But anyway. Name name names. It's not polite, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. The Force is female,
1: Jeremy. The forces out there, we'll say that. All right, so any final words on Loki and where we wound up with the multiverse splintering and fracturing?
0: It, I'll just say it didn't feel significant enough to me that I even connected Loki to this Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Like, it, I didn't even think about Loki. I didn't anticipate that was going to be a part of our discussion tonight. Really? Because I was just like... That was the premise of that show, but they have not shown us in any way that we should be thinking about Loki as we prepare for this. I had a much, much different concept going into this film uh, as to which movie tied into
1: it. No, no, I understand. All right, all right, I got that. And what was that movie? Well, that movie was the one we were all fanboying over in December. That was Spider-Man No Way Home. (laughs) Yes. It's just, you know, collaborating with Sony can be difficult sometimes. Just ask Morbius. Oh, do we have <laughs> to talk about that? We don't. Well, there will be a brief mention. That has because... more
2: madness than the rest of the multiverse.
1: Yes. So anyway, the basically No Way Home winds up having uh, a connection here. The events of Loki with Sylvie killing he who remains, allowing the multiverse to branch which splintered off the TVA into multiverse of TVAs, and they cannot keep up with it. If you watch as the multiverse splinters, it begins to cross over itself and intertwine more and more into almost spiderweb-ish, but also just so many incursions happening.
2: Put that word incursion in your back pocket. Yes, (laughs) yes.
1: Well, that's where we find ourselves with No Way Home, because with the multiverse splintering so much, that allowed for Peter to interfere in Doctor Strange's spell and for the spell to go awry, which allowed for the opening or the crossing over of the multiverse now the one thing i had a question about was
0: yes the what if series right uh happened before no way home
1: yes so what what if it serves as an introduction to specific Mm -hmm. characters that show up in multiverse of madness some but they are not the same characters they are variants of those what if characters it, 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 it's
2: just a nice primer for how different the multiverse can be
1: yes yeah
2: well it, uh, so this there
0: was a theory that my co-host michael on the wizards podcast had where he was so convinced that dr strange in no way home was going to be mephisto and that <laughs> you know that that was a big rumor going around but and when I started watching the movie, the performance of Benedict Cumberbatch in No Way Home is so off. Like the the standard way he had been playing the character up to that point, yeah. And I think it was just the writing that I thought he could be right. I thought I thought that this was Mephisto masquerading and wanting the multiverse to be corrupted and destroyed to you know for some grand design of his yeah. own. You know, just the fact, especially from the trailers, the originally how it was kind of right. being presented, it just kind of felt like Doctor Strange. Why would you? Why would you even entertain the ideas of this teenager to do this thing? (laughs) You know, like it just it seems so not a good idea. And Wong keeps telling you this is not a good idea. You know, again, especially in the trailer, less so in
2: the actual film. Right. Yeah. I I, I noticed Wong's protests were much stronger in the trailer than in the final film. Yeah. Adam, I'm doing my best to avoid chuckling as you bring up Mephisto because that's becoming a big joke online. Everyone is claiming they're seeing Mephisto in this Easter egg or in that Easter <laughs> egg. And, and as a joke, people are just literally, they're just saying it as a joke. Hey, yeah. is, is, is that a cameo referring to this? And someone will go, no, it's just Mephisto.
0: <laughs> yeah. You guys are much deeper into that world of uh, MCU yeah. rumors.
2: Yeah. I, I am guilty of hitting the subreddit of every last leak. And I'm ashamed of how much I knew <laughs> about Multiverse of madness months ago before any trailers even started dropping. I'm I'm a little embarrassed.
0: Well, so but the idea of this multiverse of Spider-Man, you know, we already had into the Spider-Verse, which right. feels like this Academy Award-winning animated film was what really Gave everybody, you know, just because of its popularity, the idea of a multiverse and understanding that concept. So then when No Way Home happens, everybody's like you were talking about having a primer, like everybody's ready for that idea. And so now we get like kind of this wish fulfillment for the thing maybe we didn't know we wanted and then all of a sudden. Here's Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire back. No Nicholas Hammond, sadly. Back in the spandex.
2: That was clever. A deer, a female. (laughs) Uh, A deep dive for some people there. He he was Spider-Man, but he was also in Sound of Music. That was a.
0: But do you guys feel like it worked? Did this mashing of these universes, of these you know, previous Spider-Man film uh, franchises, did, did it work this time around to put them all together?
2: Sometimes I worry that I'm blinded too much by the theater experience. Because hmm. let me tell you, Andrew Garfield, when he pulled his mask off, everybody just lost it. Yeah. And when you think they're out of energy, then another portal opens and Tobey Maguire comes through that. More energy. Oh, and you can't forget when uh, Matt Murdock... <laughs> Showed up (laughs) like that. I'm a very good lawyer. So so much energy there. So here's the thing. I I really knew I needed to reevaluate as soon as it came out on video. And I didn't have the audience around me clapping and reacting to everything. Taking it in quietly. Let me tell you, it's, in my opinion, No Way Home is still a very good movie. Still well done. Tells a great story about second chances. Um, I mean, I've got a whole tangent I could go on if I could just have a minute or two. (laughs) Like just, It is such good acting, that scene at the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. When he catches MJ. Oh, yeah. That, and that makes the movie. Yeah. It doesn't... It, it respects the audience's intelligence. It it respects the fans' memory by not having to walk them through and explain why that scene was important. You know, mm-hmm. and the look on his face said it all. That is acting. The look on his face. When, when MJ asked him, are you all right? And, and he's like, yeah, I'm okay. Like, he's reliving the worst moment of his life while simultaneously living the redemption of it but also knowing it's bittersweet because it would be much better if Gwen was still alive you know what i mean but you see it all on his face you, you're not walked through it and that's so beautiful and here's something else that nobody else on the internet's talking about nobody uh, to my knowledge correct me if you've heard anyone talk about it is you listen closely you don't hear hans zimmer's score for amazing spider-man 2 or if you if it's in there i missed it but you hear james horner's score for Amazing Spider-Man 1. And I wanted that so badly before this movie came out because rest in peace, James Horner, great composer, died in a plane crash a few years back. And I loved his score for that first one. And I loved, I, I know of at least two occasions where it played. One where Andrew Garfield showed up for the first time. And again, when he's sitting down with Electro after he's been defeated and letting him know, Max, you were never a loser. And I just noticed that's a consistent theme all throughout second chances, second chances, second chances, redemption. Yeah, I,
0: I think that's the strength of it is that it wasn't just a gimmick. Like you said, there was a theme Yeah. and there was, you know, like like it wasn't just, hey, look at these characters brought together. because. You know no offense, Toby McGuire. I felt brings so much less. He really feels like he just showed up on set. You know what I'm saying? Like there, yeah, there was Toby no Maguire, performance yeah. from him. He had some really well-written jokes, and that you know they had some great banter uh, between everybody, but I didn't feel like there was much going on for him, as much as you know, Andrew Garfield. Explains right. his struggle and what he was going through, and needed that that you know moment. Whereas Toby Maguire's kind of like, well, he,
1: he just kind of was part of the plan. Little, he was there. Little little bit of just fan service with Toby, and and I mean the way they reintroduce them, like when we see him come through the portal, it's Andrew Garfield in his Spider Man suit. He was the better Spider Man versus mm-hmm. Toby Maguire being the better Peter. Whereas Toby shows up as Peter coming through the portal. Interesting. Um, I still don't get where the old lady, Ned's grandma is like (laughs) fawning over Toby. I don't remember if she was (laughs) in the original Spider-Man or something, but it was just, it, that's still a weird moment that I still haven't figured out on that one. But
0: I, I didn't even pick up on that. That's, Cause all I remember is get that spider web up there. <laughs> right. That, Marvel studios, they know how to go
2: for awkward laughs. And I just, I just, that that's how I took it. They were going for an awkward laugh. Right. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. But, but it, I, I think, you know, as far as, you know, if you're going to bring characters from a universe together, they really, really did accomplish that well. And again, like we're saying, it worked in the narrative of the story. It wasn't just an exciting thing to see. Like, oh, I can't believe it. You know, like they they all like helped one another. They had to work as a team. They all had their own personal things they had to go through. Like I said, Toby McGuire a little less so. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's that was strong. And then bringing all the villains together, I felt worked not quite as well. I don't know if I was 100% on board with Willem Dafoe reprising the green goblin uh but i really really enjoyed the dr octopus character and again him getting his redemption was wonderful yeah yes uh but but yeah so but that whole ending scene where dr strange is trying i can't hold it together he says that a lot by the way across so many movies that's kind of his thing but that was like i i expected so much more out of that moment And I thought that was going to lead to bigger problems. Uh, But when we get into, you know, Multiverse of Madness, it seems as though it was just kind of a thing that happened with no repercussions. In fact, it is used just as a series of jokes about how stupid the name Spider-Man is. Yeah, a little bit. And I, I could not believe that. I seriously thought that was the impetus for Multiverse of Madness was that trying to put everything back the way it was supposed to be didn't work. And now there's a problem. And
2: that was not the story at all.
1: No, it was not. You kind
2: of uh, took a backseat to, I don't want to say fan service, but revisiting the, these classic threads and basically rewriting them so that everybody gets to have a happier
1: ending. That was kind of well, the forefront, seemed like.
2: Yes, Everyone except this, Tom Holland Spider-Man. He's yeah, uh, We'll get to that.
1: Right. It's giving it's not quite giving everybody a happy ending send off. It was I, I mean I don't even <laughs> I don't even think it's the ending for any of the other Spider Men outside of Tom Holland. Because oh. it it is heavily likely we have Andrew Garfield winding up the Morbius Venom verse as the Sony uh, uh, Spider-Man. I, and... I,
2: one of the one of the reliable leaks I heard is Sony desperately, desperately, desperately wants to get these three Spi-man yeah. back together for another movie. Yeah, wow. that much is confirmed. I also heard they've already tried to do the whole Andrew Garfield um, Morbius universe thing. He's not bitten so far. Never say never, but he's. He's reticent on that one.
1: Okay. Well and I was thinking the other one would have been uh, Toby Maguire being the one being hunted by Craven the Hunter. Ah. But I that's speculation. But I don't think we've seen the last of them in in the spandex. Wow. So, Speaking of
0: which, I love that outfit at the end with Tom Holland sewing his own yep. actual spandex non-stark tech costume. It's yes. fantastic. Wow.
2: He's truly self-made now. And also, if you've read the script, the script makes it very clear. When he designed that costume, he was imitating their styles on purpose. Yes.
1: Hmm. He was I inspired didn't by that by either. It. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's cool. Exactly. Which is why I went to the red and blue. And you always get points from me. If any moments in your film are Christmassy and it's very Christmassy <laughs> at the end, swinging over Rockefeller Center like that, it got me.
1: And that happens, oh, like seven days before Hawkeye. And that's a whole <laughs> other story that we're not going to talk about tonight because it doesn't play into the multiverse. Or does so, it? So.
2: Because Kingpin. Mm, Joe, no, just no, I'm, I'm well, just kidding. Well,
1: I mean, I w- we did get Matt Murdock. He is part of the multiverse of MCU shows that are now on Disney+. Plus. So the Netflix shows are moved over and they removed the Buy Netflix title card from them. Kind of weird, kind of awkward, yeah. but that's, that's uh, movie rights for you, uh, TV yeah. rights. So we'll uh, just skip over that and let's <laughs> jump into uh, WandaVision, which was a weirdly wild show in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But our finale, like, we actually got some witchy fights going on Mm -hmm. when all was revealed that it was Agatha all along, that was Agatha Harkness was trying to work her way into Wanda's little Westview haven and gain control of her and her powers. Yes. As she is the rumored Scarlet Witch from the Darkhold. Now, that was where... That series,
0: like from an entertainment point of view, fell apart for me. I was enjoying it up to that reveal, like up to literally the last note of the Agatha <laughs> All Along song, and then as soon as the the other the next two episodes happened, I was like, ah. This is not so good. Uh, But I because I really liked their whole concept of going through all the different decades of television and literally doing that and then seeing her backstory and understanding why that mattered to her. Like all of that. I was like, oh, well done. And just a lot of fun. Right. Like, and especially the whole multiverse rumor with Quicksilver. Right. Ralph Boner. Yeah, what are we doing here? We're getting this guy from one of the X Men movies, and that just set the world on fire. And we had to wait until, you know, a certain movie we're about to discuss uh, for Arguably our to be a real the thing. most
2: infuriating fake out since Fake Mandarin. Like, just, yeah. Oh, I was seething. <laughs> I was seething. Oh, I was so mad. But overall, I want to talk a little bit about the contribution this show made because yes. over like with the past decade or so, it's been all about binging. It's been all about having the whole season get dropped at once and then you binge it and watch it on your own time and this, that and the other thing. As opposed to the yesteryear of television where you had to use your VCR or DVR and catch a show once a week and have to wait until next week to find out what happens next. And WandaVision kind of helped push us back to a happy medium between yesteryear and what the streaming wars have done which is, yeah, you're getting this streaming show, but we're going to drop it on an episodic basis because you drop an entire season at once, the hype can go away pretty quickly because it's all there. But when it comes to these shows, they rediscovered having a show get released on a weekly basis, week to week, you keep the hype alive. You keep people talking. You keep people guessing and trying to figure out what's going to happen next. What does this mean? There's a whole lot less speculation going on when you've the entire season at once.
0: Yeah, it was very, very shrewd of Disney to do it that way, plus just the, the way the show was structured because the tiny reveals, the tiny rips of the fabric, especially in those first two episodes where you're like, I don't know what is going on here why are they doing this? And you're kind of frustrated until it starts explaining itself and Darcy shows up and, you know, you get Randall Park and all these other characters. Oh, but now we got Monica Rambeau. Okay. Now I'm starting to understand, but like, it was so interesting. Like, yeah, that, that week to week format. And then, yeah, that has just been the way that everything is happening. Even then HBO Max doing the same thing with Peacemaker, right? Like just following Mm -hmm. the exact same as Warner brothers will always do. Right. Yeah. As DC it's a great example
2: it's a great example of less is more it really is
0: yeah uh but like so yeah the what a whole WandaVision thing happens and introduces us to the fact that oh wanda kind of started as a villain had this brief turn to be good and be an avenger and have this love affair with vision but then she's actually basically evil during that and selfish during that whole series and I will tell you that I forgot I forgot the end credit scene of that Uh, series that sets up this movie this appearance I just thought oh well she apologized to everybody she let them go and then it ended on Monica Rambeau's gonna go up in you know to space and she's gonna go on a mission yeah and, and that I just I totally blanked on everything that happened with yeah. Wanda after that.
2: Yeah. And, and it's very important that post-credit scene is critical because yeah, she's off on her own, she's on a bit of a sabbatical. It looks like she's penitent. But then all of a sudden you realize, yeah, her physical body is going through a normal routine, but her astral form is off in some closet in her house going over the dark hold, which any Marvel fan will tell you is bad news. It's very corrupting. And you can hear the cries of her children coming from somewhere in the multiverse. And all of a sudden, all that stuff that she renounced in WandaVision, all that stuff that she was penitent for, she might be having a little bit of buyer's remorse over. And it it makes you wonder. And it perfectly sets up the movie that just came out this weekend, I think.
0: But it's so crazy, the time difference, because I know... (laughs) that initially they were supposed to come out close
2: together. It's been two years now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. A little over a year for for WandaVision. A little over a year. Wow. It feels like forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and also the whiplash, the whiplash of her, I'm I'm going to say, I'm sorry. And and I'm, I'm sorry I did all this and it's bad. And then all of a sudden the dark hold is suddenly bringing out her worst instincts again.
1: Yeah. Well, but at the same time, if you know the dark hold, it corrupts instantly. Anybody who, who studies it. Um, and it's just the she, whiplash. I can
2: see why some people would find that jarring. That's all.
1: Yes. If they forgot the post-credit scene, obviously. Especially. And it yes. was, yeah, it well, was it, supposed it, to come out like a month or two in be, like between the movies, and then that year delay, they had to reshoot things for this movie because yes. other things were revealed in other movies. Uh,
2: Marvel projects are notorious for their reshoots, but Multiverse of Madness is a little unusual because reshoots kept happening. Unusually close to the release date, and yeah, it, it it made things in a little bit of flux. A lot of people don't know this. Sam Raimi originally turned in a cut that was about two hours and forty minutes. The one that we have playing yep. right now is about two hours and five minutes. Yep. Wow. There, well, it, there was it, a lot of narrative wonkery going on, which is understandable. That's an observation, not a criticism.
0: Yeah, and I, I got to say, like a hundred percent. I'm the person that you're talking about that just didn't have any concept. And I went into Multiverse Event Madness spoiler free, so I I didn't look up anything. I saw one trailer, and then I just said, I think I know what this movie is, and I was a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> what I thought this movie was, like I yeah, had no that... concept that Wanda would be the villain of this movie. Like I did not think it was her. I thought it was an evil Doctor Strange. Right. I thought it was the evil Doctor Strange we saw in the What If episode was crossing over. And
2: I thought that's why he existed type thing. Uh, the, the children crying out to her from the multiverse thing, that made me think. That obsession is going to reawaken and it's going to put her on a collision course with Doctor Strange. I was betting on that. And spoiler alert, I was right. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, and it corrupts and it manipulates the the reader. And mm-hmm. thus, it, it had her by... By her head, basically, that, oh, we can help you find your children. We can do this together. And so we pick it up, and there is multiversal, mythical, magical beasts that are chasing down America Chavez and uh, Defender Strange as they are trying to protect the powers that America has and use the Book of Vishanti to defeat the demons and the demon that is controlling these beasts but they fail and America can't control her powers so she's just bouncing through the multiverse basically and winds up in our MCU and of course that alerts our Doctor Strange because multiversal visitors are kind of on his plate so I got to say about this
0: scene, this opening scene where she is being chased and he has to come out of this, uh, Christine's wedding reception, essentially. Yeah. After his conversation with her, you know, um, and she asks him, are you happy? You know, which is a theme that goes throughout this film. Aww. Uh, but like the, mo- the tentacle monster who I believe was in the Marvel superheroes, Capcom fighting game as a character, uh, like, he, when he gets, or it gets its eye stabbed out. Yes. And all, all, the, everything attached to it. And it's falling down to the street and everything. My audience, that was the biggest reaction of the entire movie. My whole theater experience was everybody really goes, whoa,
2: whoa. And, and, and that was the that moment kind of I movie? said, oh yeah, oh yeah, directed by Sam Raimi. That is such uh-huh. a yeah. Sam Moment. If you've seen drag me to hell or any of the evil dead movies or the TV show, you know, dark man, yeah, dark man. How could I forget? And it just, I, I just knew directed by Sam Raimi. He's bringing that Raimi flavor to this.
0: You know, what told me it was a Sam Raimi movie was when she gets thrown up and she's on that ledge and the monster is climbing up on the ledge. And then she has to knock the, the, uh, you know, the pieces of the ledge onto it to get its attention. That is just 100% Aunt May from Spider-Man yes. 2 with, with Dr. Octopus. I was like, he just has a ledge motif. He loves it. And, and actually the first movie, too, when MJ is falling, you know, and Green Goblin yeah. throws the bomb and blows up and incinerates all those guys. Like, same thing. That is just, that's just a Sam Raimi trove. Sam Raimi, he's got
2: a fetish for ledge peril.
0: Yes. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, that, that that is something to be said about this movie. It is the goriest yes. of any of the MCU films. I mean, this is a horror movie. That is
2: yes. that why he cool. fits into it. Even before they wrote a script, they made it clear they wanted to make the first MCU horror film. Yeah, And I have clients that love Marvel movies. They, they, uh, one of them, has, uh, he hasn't seen it yet, and he's afraid to because... He's heard it lives up
1: to the horror label. Well, and that, that's also where you had Scott Derrickson involved, where we assumed it was going to be a real yeah. horror nightmare yeah. type movie, but needing a little more comedy flair built in, they he decided wanted more to comedy? part ways. No, this oh, is oh, where Marvel okay. wanted more comedy. And,
2: and I also know he did not like... I don't, I don't know if it was Wanda at all or the level of Wanda's involvement in the story. He had Probably issues that. with Wanda yes. in the story. I, I, I heard that much from the leaks.
0: Well, and I can understand because it is very much Batman Returns-itis here because what we are getting is a Wanda story an America Chavez story. It's very light on Doctor Strange really having an arc is how I felt because ultimately, yeah. all he has to do is prove he's not as evil or as, you know, willing to bend his ethics as all the other strangers in the multiverse. Our guy is the good guy. Is basically all it comes down to. Because there's a the whole question: Are you happy? He doesn't really struggle with that. That is, they keep mentioning it, but he's not like, you know, really introspective. He's just the guy making
1: the quips while he's trying to keep yeah, he, America safe. I, I get safe. that. The, the, but the but closest at the same thing to time, you know, yeah, they they've tried. They did actually build in an arc for him. It was more mental than physical um, because they kept calling back to Infinity War. Like there was the other doctor there in the pews there at the wedding beforehand that was complaining to him that, oh, I got snapped away as well. And and was they that were the discussing guy
0: who humiliated in the first. Yes, film? Yeah, I he believe was a so. Yeah, well, was I was rival like, How did he get an end credit Like he's a yeah. big deal he, he, he was a nothing character Is he a big his deal actor on the poster. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah what
2: his is that? review They flat out said that guy for one scene Got his name on the poster His agent deserves a raise yes. <laughs> Absolutely
1: But it, it was calling out the fact that That was the only play they had Was to be snapped away And you could tell for a moment That Strange either it, He was introspecting but he almost was trying to rethink how it could have played out different and then it was called back a few other times throughout that basically he he sacrificed tony's life for the rest of them and so there was there was a little bit they were playing they were playing with his mind But, like, I mean, Tony obviously did that, too. (laughs) Yes, Tony as well.
2: And it goes back to what Christine was saying. You always have to be the one holding the knife. And it's a question of, does he need to always be in control? Does he need to avoid deferring to other people? And I felt it was a good, important, symbolic moment at the end of the film when he finally was willing to bow before Wong and accept him finally as the Sorcerer Supreme.
0: Yeah, yes. that, that was a good running gag. But I got to say, too, I did find it very effective. The one place I felt, you know, some people might say, oh, it was forced or whatever. But his relationship with the Christine by the end of the movie, speaking to his Christine essentially through her by saying, yes. I love you in this universe and every other like that is going to be. Sub geek wedding theme, right? Like, that is going to be yeah. on the napkins. That uh, is going to be... You know what I'm saying? Like, that is that's that's like the i love you what one million What what's the one from i love uh, you 3000 thousand? Yeah. Three yeah like that's kind of what they're going for with that but i feel like that's very strong and uh like that was a good moment i i enjoyed that bit of dialogue and just the way that scene played out i thought that was well done for him to have some sort of closure and an epiphany and just say i i can say i love you i, I can get that out you know um But I'm curious for you guys, with America Chavez, I haven't read, like, main Marvel continuity, if such a thing exists anymore, even, uh, of the last 10 to 15 years. I haven't been paying attention. I've heard the name, but, like, we're just thrown into this character. You know, they even have to ask, like, after... 10 minutes of her being in the movie we don't even know your name <laughs> you know yeah we're just asked to accept her as a character did you guys have an expectation or understanding of even what her power set would be because i literally was like she's just a girl who wears a denim jacket with red white and stripes on it <laughs> like i don't understand who she is
1: i i had is, yeah i had an understanding of her. but yeah she yeah. can travel Travel the multiverse. And that's what she does
0: also in, in the Marvel comics? Yes. Okay. I think she goes
1: by Miss America
0: in that. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because I was just like, it was very strange, but I was like very interesting that that's
1: her power. I mean, uh, in, a, in a way, she's, she's a little more interesting th- than some of the like weird inhuman characters that can do similar things. Huh. like the inhuman that is basically a door like you tell it where you <laughs> need to go and it will open the portal to you like to that area um, yeah
0: there's an x-men character like that
1: too yeah right like, yeah, he teleports us and 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 so she is a walking talking inter multiversal version of this um what I found interesting there, is
2: there aren't other versions of her. She is literally one of a kind across the entire multiverse. She is yeah.
1: literally the only one. That's a big... Yeah. Well, I mean, in a multiverse, you wouldn't want too many of these inter-multiversal oh, yeah. people, travelers. Yeah. yeah. She's I will an say it got me... Anomalies. The idea of that
0: got me excited because there is a character from 90s Marvel and DC Comics called Access who is from the DC versus Marvel crossover <laughs> mini series and then he got his own series of basically he's always the catalyst for these crossovers he literally is owned by both DC by and both. Marvel nice yeah he, he is the link between the universes so i was like oh that's kind of cool that she's doing that um but yeah so the only thing i'll just say is you know Uh, performance wise, I thought the actress was likable enough, but she was kind of one note. I was like, she's no Haley Steinfeld. Like, like there, there wasn't a whole lot going on there with her. And it could be just how she was written. I don't know, but I was just kind of like, okay, like she's the thing everybody has to protect. You know, she's kind of like the, the walking, talking MacGuffin, not just, you know, the portal between universes. I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, we're just trying to save her. Got it. Got it. Yes. She Um, is the MacGuffin of the movie. Uh, but I, I have a question, uh, just regarding Wanda. So, Doctor Strange eventually, you know, they determine that, you know, they need help to protect America. So they go to Wanda and she's in this, like, beautiful orchard of apple trees and these apple blossoms and all this stuff. And then eventually the conversation turns and Strange realizes, oh, she's the one who's hunting America. Right. And then she takes away the facade
2: I yes. love it when they catch them, when they give away a detail that hasn't been told them yet formally. Yes. Like you didn't tell me yeah. her name was America and she gave away the store. But the
0: rubble that she's in is the rubble of the house from the end of WandaVision, right? No. It's not the rubble. No, of it is the, a different one. The cab- It's the cabin she was at. at the- Cause like I was, is she Ed credit scene house or the house that she was living in that she created? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was no, trying to it, figure out what that setting was.
1: I think it was more of the mountain home, the oh, mountain okay. cabin, rather than, yeah, it wasn't Westview. Okay. Because
0: oh, everything was rubble and destroyed. So I was like, isn't that how kind of how she left Westview originally? But maybe she fixed it at the end that I forgot? Yeah. no and that
2: threat she makes, if you don't give me what I want, it's not going to be Wanda who comes for her. It's going to but be the, the Scarlet Scarf Witch. Witch. Yes, and that and that's good acting. The way she delivered that line. That line could have been delivered. If it was delivered incorrectly, it would have been such a horrible, corny moment.
0: Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen sold it. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, she' she's an awesome villain. Again, totally caught me off guard. I, from the trailers and everything, I thought she was the ally. And maybe there was a later trailer that gave it away, but I only saw the first one. And so I just thought, like, oh, yeah, she's along for the ride. She's helping out. She's, you know, whoever this, you know, evil Doctor Strange that is messing everything up, she's going to help, you know, <laughs> our Doctor Strange put things back together. And so I was just like, she's just getting more. She's like,
2: what? What's happening here? You know, <laughs> like, she's I actually going to I love that you got them. to have that surprise, because me, yeah. I guess a mile away per history uh from the source material and the fact that that post-credit scene in one division she still had that yearning and she was holding that dark book yeah, I, that I saw year long wait made a difference so, so I'm, I'm glad you were able to have that surprise I would have liked that surprise
1: yeah it, it was it yeah was we, fun. we kept that detail out of the group chat there um, <laughs> Thank you but we were we were both on it pretty uh pretty early there but at from that moment on we know that she's she's the big bad she's the one gunning for america and it's going to be it's going to take everything that the sorcerers of earth can handle and can do to even withstand her for yeah all the
0: arrows what was up with arrows to defend yourself this is an ancient china you well, know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't the Great Wall. You know? They're, they're mystical
1: happening? people. I mean, even Wong was using physical items with his magic. So They fired their cannon at her.
2: I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cannons. <laughs> yeah,
2: but that, that
0: was so, like, it was so odd to me. I just felt like, should they have greater magic to be using? Like, the shields made sense, right. but everything else felt like, Okay, well, we just have to get to this point where there's nobody else left to help essentially. or yeah, you know say like where it's a dire
1: situation. I was like, huh <laughs> Which I, I kind of feel the same way once we get out of our universe and uh, strange and America escape. But uh, before I get to that, the actual like horror of her coming through Kamartage and strange traps are in the mirror verse in a mirror awesome. verse. And then she uh, figures out how to use the reflections to get to out people. and grab people and pull them in. That was very horror movie-esque. Like that, that just felt like the
0: ring, especially when she a comes little bit, out yes. finally. Yeah. Like that was awesome. Like just to watch all of that and her like, yeah, just trying to, the eyes like poking through, you know, the splashes of water on the floor and stuff.
1: You're like, oh, <laughs> and, and, and so, basically are strange in America, run are running through the multiverse, falling through the multiverse for their lives here. Um, through what a, was your
0: favorite multiverse mul- they passed through?
1: The animated
2: one? Yeah, that was Spider-Verse, right? That always comes up when the animated Not one. You, did, did Not like the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse? Sure.
1: It was more like 90s animated series Spider-Man hmm. or X-Men. I'm assuming it's probably the X-Men to kind of give the tease to the 97 X-Men uh, reboot animated show that's coming up. Some the, sort of tie-in. they tie did in. pass
0: through the noir universe. They did. That was exciting to I me. Didn't I didn't get the like,
2: best no look at some of them, and so I, I didn't quite catch that one. But the one made out of paint, that really caught my eye.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they wind up in a universe where... It's kind of utopian-ish. I I was waiting for the explanation. Why are there colorful plants growing on all the buildings? Well, we we didn't quite get that explanation, but that specific universe reveres Doctor Strange, has a strange museum. Uh, Mordo is the Sorcerer Supreme. They basically
2: did for Doctor Strange what the Dark Knight movies did for Harvey Dent. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, very much very so. Good, yeah. And, and so we wind up with Mordo bringing them in and drugging them with the sands of, uh, I forget the what Shanti, they were. That, that
2: trope always makes me grind my teeth when you're having a friendly tea chat with somebody and somebody has drugged your tea. How many times have we seen that now? I, I saw, oh, I saw quite, it once in the Terminator TV show.
0: This... this this is where I started seeing even more a Sam Raimi film. And I was so happy that we are getting a stylist as a director again, because Mm. I feel like we've been so in the Russo brothers territory for so long. So much of what was being given to us was based on Russo brothers style. And it, it, you know, aside from what Taika has been doing, you know, like, and and James Gunn on guardians, like Mm -hmm. otherwise everything looks the same. And it, and it was getting boring. And so the weird effects... It's not that it was bad. it was
2: that There was too much of a good thing, is what you're yeah,
0: saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just the same thing over and over and over again. And that became the house style. So Sam Raimi does all these fades. And he does all these interesting, like, you know, like, multi-image, uh, you know, collages in camera and transitions. And it's just, it's so fun. In addition to his classic, you know, like, close-up, cut, close-up, cut, you know, like, all that kind of stuff. Zoom in whatever like all that fun stuff but i was just as soon as like the everything gets warped because of the t being drugged i was just like this is awesome i'm so excited this was,
2: this was sam raimi's first movie in nearly a decade his last film was 2013 oz the great and powerful
1: yeah which oh, i wow. avoided
2: 100 <laughs> he hit the ground running with this one
1: yes so good so our Doctor Strange winds up being brought before the universe 838 Illuminati, which... Led by... Uh, what are those? Ultron Led bots? by... Yes, they do have Ultron bots. This is a universe <laughs> where Ultron uh, was... Is doing what he's supposed to be defeated. doing. He doesn't
2: have yes. any of those homicidal ticks he thinks are his winning personality.
1: And uh, it it's likely due to the fact that this universe has... Uh, basically given us a soft intro to the fantastic four the x-men the inhumans um led by reed richards the smartest man on earth uh by my theater lost it
2: not just seeing reed richards but that it was john john krasinski Krasinski. yep so i have to
0: ask guys again you are so in on the rumors and the leaks and all that stuff so like two months ago on Twitter, there was this picture of John Krasinski going around. Everybody's like, he's the perfect guy to play Reed Richards, blah, 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 blah. And I thought it was just like a fan photoshopped picture.
1: But no. he looks
0: exactly like he looks yes. in the movie. So it was so a
1: that the, No, there was a, well, there was there was an issue of a Fantastic Four recently. So like the last five years-ish uh-huh. to where they had... Uh, A Council of (laughs) Reeds. And uh, so it's basically a a who's who and where's Waldo of all these variants of Reed Richards all in the same room. And one of them is the spitting image of John Krasinski. Profile, view, everything. And so that confirmed for a lot of people that, oh, he would be perfect. Like he's been being fan cast as Reed Richards for what, almost a decade now? So and this
2: cameo was designed to make those people very happy Yes,
1: to, to pay off the fan service, even though it, the rumors are that he is not going to be the Reed Richards of RMCU when they're finally introduced. He was just oh. the cameo, which that, that leads me to believe that all of these characters were just variants of multiversal. Characters that will be either introduced in our MCU proper or they might introduce some of these people as well. I think that's ours, wise,
0: but, that's a good way to go, especially with Professor X. Because when he you know floats in yes. on his 90s animated series wheelchair, of course, that was an exciting moment, in,
1: but then in he, a green started, suit as well,
0: yeah, like he was 100% there, but then he started talking, and I'm like, Patrick Stewart sounds weak. I yeah. just yeah. watched like the first few episodes of Picard and he didn't yeah. sound that weak as he does in this performance. Yeah. And I was kind of like, uh-oh, okay. And I think yeah.
2: part of it might be trying his best to differentiate and make it clear to people this isn't the same Professor Xavier yes. you've seen in other films. Mm, yes, that, that might have okay. been part of the decision choice. And who else got goosebumps when they heard that 90s X-Men music, huh? <laughs> yes. Like just yes. Uh, That yellow hover chair and the way they made the air move to mimic what he did on the nineties TV show like it had never been done before in the other movies. Yes, like, when
1: he was using his mental powers, yes. there was the 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 lines going <laughs> off of his head. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that made it interesting is at first they made it look like the entire Illuminati had already been introduced. And and all those introductions were great. My theater huge reaction when Captain Carter came out.
0: Yes. Yeah, that, that's the one I was most excited yeah. about because I t- loved her t- what-if t- t- episode.
2: for alternate Captain Marvel and for Black Bolt, I'm surprised by Black Bolt. Like, wow, so like, you, Black you think Bolt Kev Buggy, pretend that didn't happen, but...
1: No, they brought him in and they did him justice with his suit and the flight. Yeah. All of it, they did I, it.
2: I just was surprised they were willing to after that debacle with that show. Right. Same act everything, like, they didn't, they didn't recast him. So, like, good on them for following... That was the him. same... actor that was the same actor really no there's no
0: way it is a hundred percent the same one
1: they
2: brought him back and had him play
0: a variant that is crazy well because i just looked at here but i was like he was the one i did not like because like this guy has too much attitude Because to me, Black Bolt is regal and very stoic. And this guy was all like (laughs) smirky and like weird. And I got his stubble. And I was just like, I love the costume. I don't like the actor there. I'm glad they (laughs) killed him.
2: (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we got to get to that scene. Um, But yeah, after all those introductions, and, and, and then finally when the big reveal of Reed Richards, then the theater really went nuts. And then it looked like they were done. Me, because of the leaks, I knew better. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, we should tell him the truth. And, and, oh, my theater erupted when Sir Patrick Stewart came in. And even though, yes, he looked really tired and he sounded really tired, it was so great to have him there. Especially after interview after interview, he made it clear he wasn't going to be Professor X ever again. Kevin Feige worked his magic. (laughs) That scene, though. And, and and by the way part of the reason I knew he was going to be in the movie is because there was a leaked animatic of a yes. scene where he was going to have a full on battle with Wanda. Oh, it, it well, playing he his
0: voices in the trailer too
2: though, right? Long before yes. that. Yes. Long before that I knew because of a leaked animatic that came out quite a while ago. They readjusted yeah. the He was he was going to have a bigger fight with Wanda and the whole thing ended up basically happening inside of between their minds I guess. Yeah. Yes. Inside, of the, inside of somebody's head. Uh, You guys want to talk about that sequence of inside of Wanda's that well that well, had well, great horror movie vibes to it, but also yes beautiful to look at.
1: I mean there there was a lot of horror vibes all throughout this interaction. So yeah. we have the Illuminati, they they think they are pretty high and mighty, honestly. They are cocky and gunsure that they mm-hmm. they know what they're doing because the whole time Strange is like, yo, we need to like figure this out. We can work together and take care of Wanda, but we need to get this done. Like, she's knocking at your door. And and they're like, oh, we can handle the Scarlet Witch. It's... Ah, it's nothing. And then they, they reveal that they couldn't defeat Thanos. It took their Strange consulting the Darkhold to defeat Thanos. And them just basically being there and staying alive. And then they killed their biggest threat, Strange, because he had dabbled in the dark hold. I do have but, to say,
0: it surprised me, because, you know, in the comics, Tony Stark is part of the Illuminati, yes?
2: yes? Yes.
0: The fact that there was zero mention of Tony Stark at all, like, the fact that he literally has been, you know what, Robert Downey Jr. is out, we have moved on, there's not even an echo, except for, you could say, those Ultron bots, you know, but,
2: like... The occasional Stark it, logo can be seen somewhere, like, in No Way Home, but, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're they're trying to like... they want to be certain they're not going back to that well. well yeah, they exactly. they're also the said...
1: they're they're also cleaning the slate for Ironheart and uh Armor Wars coming up. So Armor Wars is probably going to be very heavy on Tony Stark references mm-hmm. because I I believe it's some of his patents are getting out. And lots of people are building their own suits right. in yeah. the vein of his suits. So yes. th- there will be a lot more of that, which I believe that's where we're going to see White Vision again, yeah. is in that series, which is why we ah. don't see him in this one. Yeah. Um, and, keep wondering, and so where did he
2: go with the end of WandaVision? You know?
1: Right. <laughs> um.
0: So speaking we, of Wanda, so she shows up. And, she man. does. And, that, I love her transformation to just becoming the monster. This first, the spray of oil from the Ultron bots just dripping down her face. Almost like her clothes.
1: Yeah. Which I think that's what they, so this movie pushed the bounds on PG-13 for yes. horror. They pushed it as much as they could. I'm assuming that was supposed to be blood initially, and then they, they had to change to, the to, color.
2: Yeah.
1: to they wanted it to be reminiscent of Carrie. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so basically she wants America because America and Strange were both kept in these containment units so that America's still in there and the Christine of that universe can't get her out. And then the Illuminati come and do their
1: best, which is not enough. Could you say their best even? (laughs) Because honestly, like they all show up like, oh, we are here. And then like read, like, has their biggest super weapon right there black bolt all he's got to do is whisper and she's vaporized but instead the smartest man in the universe explicitly tells wanda how to defeat black bolt and she wipes his mouth off of his face, and thus, like the Matrix, yeah, after like the he, after he,
2: in the <laughs>
1: like he inhales to just wipe her away, and she's like, "What? What mouth?" And then his lungs, he has to exp- expel that, and rather than going through his nose, he tries to push it through his mouth, which goes over his vocal cords, which blows his own brains out.
2: Just liquefies him. You're like, whoa! My whole theater went, oh. Oh, you know, it, was, it was like the way the prisoners reacted in Hancock when Will Smith made the threat in prison of what he was going to do to those two inmates. The sound was just like that. If, if, you, if you've seen that movie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, my, they were they were not expecting that. Certainly not from an MCU film, but even in a standard horror film, I know that would have gotten a reaction from people. That was that's a horrible way to die, to yeah. have the sonic boom of your own voice collapse your skull. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then what it,
0: she does to Reed, where she basically played. Him. him. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Like, you know, it's just like that was, I, I thought she was just going to, you know, disseminate him like that. But then she just takes him all the way and he just, he's just nothing. He disintegrates and is gone. I was like, oh, okay. She's actually just, yeah, killing everybody. Got it. And then this is where you get an awesome fight with this. Do you guys know who the Captain Marvel actress is? She looked familiar. Yeah, uh, Leon
1: Lashana Lynch, Lynch from yes. Captain from? Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh,
0: so she actually was in she, that. Okay. Yes. So the, the whole thing
1: with with That's our... Right. Okay. Yeah, different hair. Our mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, she beat Lashana Lynch to the test facility, so she got to fly the plane. In this universe, mm-hmm. I believe, she beat her there flew the prototype crashed got the power got it okay and she sense. decided and it's to stay on. This
2: actress uh, you saw yeah. the newest james bond movie no time to die
1: yes she i did not
2: the got the 007 title
0: From, oh. Character. interesting okay but like she was less interesting to me than again because i came in loving the captain carter character man does she get some awesome moves uh I mean her slide across the floor to grab her shield and all this stuff, like that that was some cool stuff.
2: <laughs> can I say can I just say that Haley Atwell is doing great at forty?
1: Yes. She's just turned
2: forty and just wow. Nothing's slowing her down.
1: And then so, we, however, we, saw, her death, we, we saw her slide off of her shield. Well, the top half of her slide yeah. off the bottom half as the shield cut her in half. Um yeah. And then uh, Captain Marvel met her end by a statue falling on her.
0: What was the statue of? That was I my question. I do not
1: know that I one. Was was trying to I... It was some female character, but I couldn't figure out who it like, was. Like like a female warrior, kind of ancient times looking.
0: Yeah, I was like, that's gotta. It's gotta be something. They don't just yeah. do that detail the sculpture for nothing. So we'll find out
1: on the YouTube videos this week. I'm sure. Oh, speak, <laughs> Somebody speaking, speaking of YouTubes. Um, this, uh, some of these deaths were, uh, spoiled for me. Oh. Um, I, I had watched a non-spoiler review and walked out of the room, took the dog outside real quick, came back in, and the autoplay feature had chosen (laughs) some pirated video of all the deaths in Multiverse of Madness, and I walk in and I'm, I see Reed string cheesed and Black Bolt's. In head implode, and I'm like, oh man, uh, hours before I go to the movie. But stay
0: away from those
1: videos,
2: Jeremy. Come on, stay away from
1: anything. On the <laughs> yeah. day that it's, it's weird, I,
2: I was watching the leaks, I did not know those types of details, and I didn't see video like that. Yeah, I just knew that she was gonna uh, kill Professor Xavier, and I remember confirming that from the leak I figured yes. everyone else was in big trouble too so I didn't I didn't know for certain but I felt confident they were all gonna go down because of that so everybody has so met, met their match check, except by the way, that was also scary
1: oh yes. yeah killing Professor X that was intense so, so basically that universe is left in the <laughs> hands of Baron Mordo oh boy which you got to
0: feel bad for that actor, because it felt like they were originally setting it up for Baron Mordo to be the big bad of the next Doctor Strange film. Right. And that just went out the window, oh, and you're like, you, oh. You, you. you
2: Actually, you would take great interest in this. Um, leakers, they made it very clear. The person on the inside, I, I, I trust them. They, they've been proven right so many times. They made it clear. There's a deleted scene. I have no idea if we're ever going to see it. The opening of the movie before what we see, you know, of the Defender Strange from another yes. world and Chavez traversing in that space looking for the Book of Vashanti, that opening scene, originally there was going to be another scene before it. And it was Mordo, the one that we knew, the one who was saying too many wizards, uh, too too, well, yeah. too many sorcerers. I mean, he was hunting Wanda and Wanda kills him. That was going to oh. be the opening scene. Ah. And I'm thinking the reason they deleted that was because they still want to do something with him. Well, Mm -hmm. because we
1: didn't even see him at Comartage. Yeah, yeah. So I I still have hope
2: that they're going to use him in the future because I just that thread is still unresolved. His his sudden tick, his sudden issues of feeling like he's got to take the the Mm -hmm. sorcery world down a notch, I want to see that resolved. And so I'm glad Wanda didn't kill him. I'm I'm
1: surprised... I'm surprised he didn't team up with Wanda because she wound up doing more, taking more wizards (laughs) off off the map than he did. Oh,
2: yeah. Good point. Uh, Another another side thing. I I know we tried to get away from talking about Iron Man earlier. It was very seriously talked about the fan casting of of Tom Cruise as a variant Iron Man. Like I was told, it almost happened. And then they decided not to do it. And he was going to be, he might have been part of the Illuminati.
0: Well, I saw somebody... Mm-hmm. i guess they pulled it from a trailer it was captain marvel they're like look guys it's not tom cruise it's all yeah. good and I, they thought that uh, was the alternate universe no, iron
2: no. man i never thought yeah. that was i know what you're talking about i never thought that was the alternate iron man i'm not no. even sure they even really filmed it but but the leaker who i listened to who, who's been proven right many times they said no they seriously were going to do it and then they changed their minds like yeah, they, they so been... i
0: and for, yeah. for those who and don't know, do Tom Cruise was going to play they Iron Man. He had the rights in the 90s. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they and then he was the also, yeah, he was also in the running for Robert Downey Jr.'s role. Oh, OK. And it came down to Favreau saying basically he wanted RDJ over Tom Cruise.
2: I do remember okay. when the rights to Iron Man were at New Line Cinema in the early 2000s. <laughs> it, it, it was basically going to be Tom Cruise and then just like technology yeah. hadn't caught up yet. So they yeah. just it, it was in development hell. Rights went back to Marvel. And then what you just said, the rest is history.
1: And and I'm sure that with the way the Illuminati is built out, Black Bolt is most likely the the last minute like plug in that they used for whoever was going to hold one of those seats. I'm sure if Chadwick Bozeman was still around, he would have been filling one of those seats ah. or, or um, Namor or somebody. But they've held off introducing yes. Namor because he's going to be in Black Panther 2. <laughs> That's one of the uh, leaks. Yeah. And, right. and and there's lots and lots of stuff going on. So there's
2: – there's Another thing, Jeremy, uh, if you want yeah. to elaborate on this because I'm not too familiar with this character. They seriously were going to have a character named Balder as one of the Illuminati. I don't know too much about him. Are you familiar with him? Like is he Balder the Brave? Like, What, like, what is he? Balder. Um, hmm,
0: I, I think that... he is Asgardian. I think that sounds familiar.
2: Yeah, the, the, yeah. That was one of the things that was changed in reshoots I, I heard from a leaker. Is they decided not to have Balder in there after all.
1: Yeah, Balder would have been Balder Odinson from the 616. Yes, an extra dimensional. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So he would have been half brother to Thor. So, and by that- the way,
0: we have left, we're talking about all these cameos and special characters. We left out the most important one, and that is Pizza Papa. <laughs> oh, shoot.
2: Bruce Campbell in there, of course. his old buddy from college, from over forty years ago. Absolutely, I made mean, so many they movies, and
0: that's what I loved about it. It was hundred percent an homage to his work in Evil Dead and the old like Stooges-inspired films they used to make in college.
2: And like, and the way he looked at the audience at the end during the end credits, like if you're, <laughs> if, you're, if, you're if you're at all familiar with Evil Dead, you got the joke. 100%. Yeah, I, yeah, I made sure to explain it without spoiling too much. Explain some of the stuff that happened in Evil Dead to people who haven't seen it or may not want to see it because it's a rough watch sometimes. And they went and saw Doctor Strange 2, and they got the joke even though they hadn't seen Evil Dead, and they appreciated that. It's 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 well done. I, you got to love the in-jokes, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, that begs the question. And I want a speak pizza about, ball. I really do. Because the other thing that Sam Raimi always does is he includes that specific car in his films, so now we I did anybody spot the car? It must have been on the street
2: I somewhere. Even, I didn't even think to look for it. Did you spot it?
1: No. I I did not. I didn't know to look for it, but I'm that sure car has it was been there. Through the ringer.
2: Let me tell you, <laughs> while he was filming Evil Dead 2, that car was utterly destroyed. Destroyed, <laughs> and he rebuilt it himself and continued to use it. And uh, 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 Gosh, if he used it again this time, that'd be great.
0: I was going to say, if anybody's going out to see this a second time and you spot it, let us know. (laughs) I mean, if
1: anything, well, we've known Marvel to insert like car things, car references. Civil War
0: and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Civil War,
1: little Easter eggs, but they just do it in CGI rather than bring the physical car onto set type Mm -hmm. thing. So I'm sure it was inserted in there probably in one of the scenes that got destroyed by, by Gargantos and <laughs> and whatnot going is on the, there. Uh,
2: Which one has the copyright issue? Because it's my understanding that creature could have easily had one of two names and one of those names wasn't available because of copyright issues. Shuma yes. or Gargantos, uh, Gargantos.
1: Yes. So Gargantos is the name that they went with in the movie because the other name, Shuma was copyrighted. Ah, there was okay. there was debate and copyright issues with that one, so they combined the two characters and just went with the latter name. It's also
2: worth noting what I heard from the leaker was they seriously tried to go all in and get even more cameos from across the multiverse. They wanted to see if they could try and honor Marvel throughout history, long before yes. the MCU, which yeah, G- would have included that was
0: the biggest surprise the, to me.
2: The leakers I expected to... so many more. Yeah, yeah the cameos. leakers told me, I shouldn't say me personally, I didn't mean that, but the leakers right. were saying, dude, they have thought of everything that everybody has thought of and a bunch of other things you probably haven't thought of. And my brain, I was scratching, I was thinking, are we talking 1989 Dolph Lundgren, the Punisher? Are we talking <laughs> Howard the Duck, 1986? Are, are they going to make Lou Ferrigno wear green paint again? Like, what, what are we getting? at? Uh, a different Captain America from the '70s who's got that dopey motorcycle?
1: The the we ancient God. Doctor I, I, Strange I, I, from the I, '70s, yeah, all of it. Um, well, we gotta get we
2: gotta get back I, I, I to this movie was, though. Yes. <laughs> and there's nothing I I I didn't hear this from a leaker. I just I heard that Marvel Studios had legitimately tried to get Chris Evans to do something. They just didn't say what. Yes. I was hoping he'd be back as a human torch. And Dr. Strange there, would be like, why, why does your human torch look like Captain America? <laughs>
1: there there were rumors that want. they they wanted him back for two different characters in this movie, but it didn't wind up happening. Um, and remember, and, there's over
2: a half an hour of Sam Raimi's initial cut on the cutting room floor, not yes. to mention who knows what else was filmed before that initial cut.
1: Well, and, and as they were doing testing, they kept showing different cuts because they kept going and adding more and more and more and more cameos as they were doing testing to get m- the feel of which cameos hit the best that worked mm-hmm. with the flow. And then apparently they stripped out the majority and yeah, just wild. left us with the Illuminati as the cameos basically. So I really we, hope
2: to get to see those in some type of extra or something. I would love to see those other cameos. I would love to, too. That's kind of... I got basically two lists, maybe two or three lists I want from the MCU right now. I want an ultra cut of Infinity War and Endgame (laughs) together as one big movie, and intersplice in a whole bunch of other extra material. Like, for example, that scene of Bruce and Natasha talking out in the fields of Wakanda before the battle begins. We don't have that... That scene is not available to watch anywhere. You know what I mean? Like... I want to see that scene and just kind of have a radical recut of the whole movie. That's my one wish. And then the other wish is to just get an uncut version of this movie, all the cameos, everything, and not be afraid to also include the stuff that could have pushed the PG-13 rating beyond. You know, I don't know.
0: Well, there's plenty of that that, you know, comes up here because I mean, as we see Wanda continue to evolve, like into more of a monster, I love when she's chasing them and she has to step up broken glass, very diehard. And so now she is dragging yeah. one foot. And so she just looks more and more like a creature, you know, and the way he shoots her, like, you know, with like the lighting and just her eyes glowing and out of the darkness, like there's just a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we just need to jump to the end here because when the idea of Wondegore Mountain comes into play because yes. that ba- basically the the book that she was using as the Darkhold gets destroyed by a surviving sorcerer at Kamartage. And so the only thing is, man, does Wong turn real quick there. she's like, she's she's bringing these people back to life and then killing them, bringing them back to life and killing them. At least that's what I assumed was happening. Uh, She's torturing these other sorcerers. And so he says, fine, I'll take you to where the original, you know, uh, inscribed, you know, actual spells that were put into the, the Darkhold book are. And so she's got now this temple right that is dedicated to her this throne she calls it there's a scarlet witch etching on the back there and so and the etching of her
1: children too
0: oh Oh, i didn't see that it
1: was both children she's standing by one and the one looks like um wiccan and then when they pan out you can see there's a child on both sides
0: but yeah so like it's so interesting because yeah her whole thing right is just i'm doing this with my children they keep telling her you don't have children. You created them. They didn't exist. And they keep reminding her, like your children wouldn't want you to do this. You know, you what about the mother that you're going to kill so that you could take, over that life and have these children, all these things like every character keeps reminding her and none of it works. She's just in her world. I need to have my children. I need to do this to do that. I'm not a monster. She keeps saying as she becomes more and more like a monster. Yeah. And then, yeah. So ultimately, right. She gets America in her clutches and uh, she's going to steal her essence, take her power out of her as, as, Apparently, everybody could just do that. Doctor Strange could do that. Scarlet Witch could do that. (laughs) Just very easy to get this interdimensional power out of her. But talk to us, guys. Zombie
2: Strange. Dude. Oh, the hushed whispers in my theater as that (laughs) grave opened up. Because nothing like that had been done in the MCU before. I think even the most strident detractors from this film have to admit that's... mm, so different from anything we've seen before. Huge story. Right, the closest yeah. we ever got to that was that nightmare that Peter was having in um, Spider-Man yes. Far From Home when he saw the hallucination of Tony Stark coming out of the grave. Yeah, like, Maybe that was somewhat close, but that was just a moment. This was a full-on sequence, and they freaking showed the rotting flesh. How long had he been under there? He
1: desiccated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we we don't know the how time How long was frame. this multiversal trip? You know, yeah. Right, well, and that was the other thing. This this Defender Strange that they buried, which as soon as they buried it, I was like, that's going to come back to haunt us later.
2: Yeah. Um, and, the, and the league told me so too. So yeah. I didn't get the full surprise, but the visual of it was the full surprise for me though.
1: But then we had... Uh, Because he's not of our universe, I'm sure he decays at a faster rate, something, there's some (laughs) multiversal explanation of it, he decays at a different vibration, Uh, energy auras different, like, there's all sorts of things that we can go into that, but... Once uh, R. Strange figured out that he had to dreamwalk in somebody's body in that other universe, I was like, oh, he's going for the dead body of the other Strange. Which, which why
0: violates it... some code of the realm of the dead, because then yeah. there's these demons that they're like, you are not allowed to do this, da 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 da, da. And then basically, is it Christine that just tells yes. him, use it? And so he basically just takes over all these these black skeleton demon creatures and turns them into a cloak. Oh.
2: <laughs> so cool. Talk about taking your lemons and turning them into a macabre lemonade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so fun. So fun.
1: And then Wong oh. doesn't even like bat an eye at it. He, he like does a double take and then he's like, all right, this is how we're doing it.
2: <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even asking any questions. Don't even nope. bother telling me. <laughs> just along, his reaction is priceless.
1: Oh, um, and and I'm it so... isn't even that that Strange has to overcome her. It's she winds up defeating herself in a way. Yes, yeah. By coming face to face with the reality that those children are not hers, yeah. that they would never be hers.
2: And and I like the little bit of wisdom that America Chavez had when she when she finally figured out how to open up that portal at will. Yeah. She knew what she was doing when she, she, she's like, Wanda, I'm going to give you what you want. And she knew what was going to happen. Oh yeah. She knew as, as a kid herself who loves her moms, who she lost, um, spoiler alert, that's a tragedy that helps motivate her. She's looking for her moms in the multiverse because she accidentally sent them away. She knows the meaningfulness of the child mother bond. And she knew what would happen if she physically sent Wanda directly to those kids that she wanted to claim for her own. And more importantly, she also knew those kids had already been told by their actual mother what had been – because her mom got possessed twice in this movie. Yeah. Is that correct, twice? Yeah. And the mom – their mom got enough information to tell the kids what was going on. Because instantly when Wanda came through the portal, the kids go, oh, my gosh, mom, it's the witch. Ah! But they and did, those kids gave a great performance in that moment. Yes. But that and whole interaction, yeah. What a catharsis, as you watch Wanda desperately try to convince these kids, no, no, really, you, you can trust me, I'm your mom. She already knows she's blown it with them, and there's nothing she can do to change it around except retreat. And part of me was wondering, are they, are they going to go darker? Is she going to get so mad and say, well, if I can't have you, no one can, and then, but right. there's a tender scene where she's finally made to see the error of her ways, and gosh, how do I... Put this delicately. You know how in the Phantom Menace, the whole destroying of the droid control ship and all the droids just all go down? Yes. Wanda kind of does that to every Darkhold throughout the entire multiverse. How
1: convenient. She, she did. Well, I mean, at, at in a way, it kind of makes sense because yeah. our, our sacred timeline was the originator of mm-hmm. the Darkhold and had the Darkhold Temple there. Like the throne and everything, the original drawings of it. And so she destroys all of that, and it would destroy everything across the multiverse. Just a wave of dark energy across it, destroying them all. As lo- as well as herself, we're led to believe. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, That's but I, I just got to say, that. like,
2: they they showed too many bodies in this movie for me to believe she's gone without us seeing yes. her body. We did not. Yes. Yeah. And some fans, they pointed out there was a bit of a flash of red light during the collapse. She could have put up a barrier to protect herself. She yeah. could have created a portal and walked through it. There's a variety of things in play there. And Elizabeth Olsen, she's hinted in interviews since the movie has come out. There are still options to re-up her contract. Yes. <laughs> well, but I gotta, I gotta applaud them again
0: because the Doctor Strange films always have a clever ending that is not just a great spell because like there's a moment where Wong and Strange attack her with these dragon whips and it is so stupid it is like the worst it was like you know first they're shooting arrows then they're attacking her with dragon whips and it's ineffective so I just love that by the end like even though it's not Strange necessarily being the one doing it America is the one that figures it out but just the clever nature of Ragnarok Wrapping things up and, and coming to a conclusion that is satisfying as opposed to just, here's the strongest person that can get it done. Well said. Uh, but what do you guys think about the, just the final wrap up of everything? Like did that, that third this moment.
2: that third eye. <laughs> Even though that (laughs) the first time we see it, um, when he meets this corrupt strange from another universe who he has to fight to get his hands on the dark old and the musical,
1: the musical fight was interesting.
2: Oh, we forgot that. That was an amazing sequence. Wow. Visual poetry as well as good sound poetry as well. But yeah, it's just, even though that trick had already been done, seeing it happen again, like that's just such unsettling imagery, seeing a third eye, that same color that's in your other two eyes, having it suddenly show up in a third eye on your forehead, it's just it just it gets somewhere deep. Well,
0: and, and it cuts. And then that is the end of the film yes. proper. So you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like,
2: and that's a you... Sam Raimi thing to do. If you've seen Drag Me to Hell, that is such a <laughs> Sam Raimi thing to do.
1: Well but and that... we have to think, we have to think before we jump even further, our Doctor Strange used the Darkhold. Yep. The Dark Hold extracts a cost on its user and does corrupt them. And Whoa. it seems that R-Strange at the end came off scot-free. He was free and clear. Like, he, he'd done all that he could. He, came, he overcame his fear by talking with the other Christine and actually, like, got to a point to where it's okay to be happy. Like, go out and meet new people. Go date again. All of the, all of the other stuff. Don't be afraid. And that's when the third eye pops in.
2: And he has that public meltdown on a sidewalk. Yeah. I've got to ask you guys, have you guys seen Drag Me to Hell?
0: No. I have not. I, I know of it, but that's the one Raimi film I, I didn't get to see that it's, in Oz. It, it's and, it, it,
2: yeah. it, it's good, but let's just say it'll it'll leave you depressed at the end. <laughs> okay the, 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 that that's all but it ends exactly in a very similar manner everything seems wrapped up everything seems resolved happy-go-lucky all of a sudden third eye pops out type thing happens <laughs> and, well, cut, and and literally cuts to credits
0: but but that and, was so it but that's what's so strange when we get the mid credit
2: scene because
0: obviously it's been a couple weeks or there has some time has passed because he's having a meltdown in the middle of the street and now he's just yeah. walking down the street yeah by himself and it's fine portal opens up and now or not portal is not opened up yet but you have this woman standing there with white hair Clea Charlie Shirley
2: what are you doing here and it's she's Kleia. playing char- she's playing a character is, is it pronounced clea yeah
0: it's clea yeah
2: I, I don't know much about her but the background behind her that looks that's the dark dimension from the first movie yes. correct
1: she she is the niece of dormammu oh. and the the ruler of that dark dimension oh yeah. so now what what she was saying is there are incursions happening In her dimension, and she is demanding Strange's help. And he
2: seemed to know her. Yes. Like, he did not seem like, oh, this is a stranger I'm meeting for the first time. He wasn't... He didn't seem that jarred. No. So...
0: But then he pops out the third eye again, like that means I'm ready for battle. And I was like, What yeah. is
2: this now?
0: What is, What does he know about this third eye? What is it good for? And that, that we won't incursion. know
1: until uh, until <laughs> it comes back on the third movie and, here.
2: And, 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 and uh, do you guys have any theories about an incursion? Because I just feel like they mentioned in this film incursions are basically when there's some kind of collision between two universes, where either one survives lines. or. Or, or both yeah. um, destroy each other. Yes. And that, that's essentially why the Illuminati had to eliminate Strange, because he caused an incursion. Um, right. But and in there, ways... was
1: there In the comics, the Illuminati, there was uh, the multiverse. The Earths were colliding, and the Illuminati were tasked with either figuring out how to save all the Earths or decide which Earth needed to go. And the majority of the time, they chose their own Earth over the Earth other earths that were colliding with them. And even up until the point of like Reed Richards creating a universe ending bomb that they would go plant on the other universe and blow it up before it did too much damage on our own. So there's a lot of the incursion stuff that can be played with down the road. I also had it read out that it was wherever the timelines on the, the multiverse crossed over were incursions and if they combined too much they would become one and it would be one or both that are lost
2: and i'm wondering if that's how they're going to introduce mutants and introduce deadpool and possibly bring in other elements what was that it could definitely be that way Uh, that's that's what i'm feeling because there has to be an explanation for why we haven't seen mutants before this point, if the X gene and, is so prevalent in the human race,
1: and, and so when when Reed Richards was introduced, mm-hmm. R. Strange makes some comment to him about the '60s.
2: Yes, didn't you chart I, in the '60s, the Fantastic Four?
1: <laughs> okay, so I I wasn't sure. So that might be a meta reference. That's yeah, they're known in are MCU, but they're ancient I think it's more that... just a
0: callback to strange being a music nut from the yes. first movie.
2: Yes. Mm. Yeah, so it's just I, kind I, of a I, joke. I, I you you would, sound like the he, four tops. He made it know, sound like thing. it was a band. And yeah. didn't, didn't you chart back in the sixties is what gotcha. he said. And, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. He's kind of a music buff at, during surgery in the first movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if they were teasing it out as potentially introducing them as Somebody that started back in the 60s, they went on a voyage, disappeared, and they'll reappear down the road in present day. That's what
2: I've always wanted. Yeah. I I, I wanted a fish-out-of-water story of them being 60s characters suddenly showing up here, like Brendan Fraser, Blast from the Past. I would love that.
1: So we get the Cleo one, and then we got the the pizza balls, Pizza Papa. And (laughs) And I want uh... those in
2: real life. I want those. I really do. I'm serious. Those look great.
1: His wrap up. Any final touches there?
2: I'm just curious. Any predictions? Because I think the topic we're talking about. I think it pertains directly to Quantum Mania, and I'm just wondering what to what you guys are expecting. What you're expecting from Kang? What do you think? Because the leaks have been super mum. I have not been able to get anything about Quantum Mania. And
1: I... yeah, I've I've not seen much for Quantum Mania other than Kang is a player, but I don't know if yep. it's going to be the Kang the Conqueror or just a
2: variant. But the but the mere fact that that ties in variance multiverse and all that it's just it, it's got me hyped up a bit and I'm hoping the fact that they moved up the release date uh, Fantastic Four just lost its director John Watts we wish you well
1: Yep um,
2: but Peyton Reed he has been trying so hard to become the director for Fantastic Four for the longest time I felt bad for him when I found out that John Watts got it instead nothing against John Watts it's just I, I could. I wondered if he was getting tired, and he confirmed he was. The, the superhero thing. He needed to take a break. So Peyton Reed. I'm, I can't help but wonder. They move up the release date of Quantum Mania. That's going to free up a lot of time for him, and they might bring him in as director after all for Fantastic Four. Just a theory, though.
0: So next up, though, is Thor: Love and Thunder. Is that the big release?
2: It is. Theatrically, Here in yes. In July. Yep. Miss um, Marvel, I believe, is at the beginning of June. June 8th, something like that. Yeah. And I just wrapped up Moon Knight, and oh gosh, I love that. Like, it, it's very insular. There's really not any references to anything else in the MCU, and yet it's really enjoyable. I don't know if you guys have seen it.
0: Yeah, but I watched it all. It is definitely the least superhero-y of all of these. There is <laughs> yes. very little actual Moon Knight in this series, but it is a very fascinating uh type of journey that they have taken us on lots of twists and turns you don't know where
2: you're at so i dug it the biggest mystery from that show is it a limited series or will there be a season two
1: (laughs) all right well any final thoughts any any final predictions because i am all out of words for the night (laughs) gosh predictions predictions
2: just uh can't wait to see what that incursions about I, I'm, I'm hoping it really does lead to a proliferation of the X gene, but also allowing there to be a back history for mutants. I, I don't want mutants to just randomly show up. I want them to have a history that's established because history and what happens between Xavier and, and um, gosh, I, I know we're supposed to call him Eric Lenscher, but really his name was truly Magnus in the beginning, but I digress. Yes. Um, that history is really important. And how do you introduce mutants while not having them be instantaneous? but still maintain a backstory in the history. I'm wanting that. I'm hoping for that.
0: Well, and I'm, what I'm hoping for is that they keep getting directors and allowing them to make their type of film. So, you know what they're letting Taika Waititi do, what they've let Sam Raimi do here, what they let James Gunn do with the guardians films, like please let the directors not be part of the machine hire them and bring them in to give their stamp because it made such a difference in my viewing experience saying yes this is definitely a Sam Raimi movie and it is so much fun for that reason and I'm sure on multiple watches there's going to be all sorts of plot holes that will come up but it will always remain this was fun and so I'm excited to see who they start bringing in to work on these characters in the future
2: all right Here's hoping the incursion gives us what we want, and here's hoping that Marvel Studios continues to allow directors to bring their own individual flavor. Yeah. And and a multitude of directors to do that, I mean.
1: Yeah. Uh, Excited for a lot of the slate that's on the horizon here. Everything like Secret Invasion on through She-Hulk. And... Yeah, I forgot. Secret
2: Invasion just finished filming like a week or two ago. Yeah.
1: And I am concerned
0: that She-Hulk has been pushed back for retooling. Now I'm like, oh no!
2: One of the leakers said the studio is concerned about the narrative direction of it, so it is, yeah, it's being retooled.
1: Hopefully yeah. for the better. It tends to be Marvel's direction when they are in yeah. charge of a project. They always so. plan for reshoots, so d- don't despair just yet. All right, we will sign off for the night. Until the next show. All right, wow, and drawed a lot of ground yeah, there. We did. Okay. The only thing I didn't
0: say was that.
1: We hope you enjoyed all of the fun of today's episode and invite you to join us on our regularly scheduled podcast, Sequel Quest, where we imagine the next installments of your favorite movie franchises. Find Sequel Quest on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and on most of your favorite podcatchers. And of course, visit us at our new home on the web, theretronetwork.com. This has been a
0: presentation of The Retro Network.